This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. This is Dave Melcher with Entrepreneurs The Playbook, and I just got to tell you, I'm usually at the greatest studio at the Wynn Hotel in Las Vegas, but now I'm at the Super Bowl at the Wynn looking over the nicest golf course in Las Vegas, if not in America, unless you played Cypress Point, which is closer to my friend Al Guido. He's the president of the Niners, and I'm blessed to have him right before the Super Bowl, but I think it's a common occurrence for the Niners to be in the Super Bowl, so it's easy to get the executives of the Niners because they're used to it. Uh, if my Chargers ever make it back, I probably won't get a Spanos in sight, and who knows will be the president at the time. He is also the chairman and CEO of Elevate, and Al, welcome to the playbook. Uh, thanks for having me on, I appreciate it. It's such a cool experience. You know what I love about uh, our careers is I'm a lot older than you, although it doesn't look like it. Um, <laughs> But I've watched your career and it's really fun to see your success, especially because you've always aligned with my values and missions about making a lot of money to help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. And seeing you get more mature and having your own three beautiful daughters and playing basketball, I just think to myself, here's a guy that really gets it. Most people don't know, the reason I got hired as CEO of Lee Steinberg and at the time, the most notable sports agency in the world. Yeah. We had some great Niners like Steve Young and Hell others yeah. on our, our squad. Um, was not because I was a great lawyer, not because I was even a sports agent. It was that Lee had a vision in sports that included three things. Technology, venture, and people. And within 48 hours of meeting me, I was just doing a favor for a friend, representing them for a reality show with Magic Johnson called Showtime. He said, can you come back up? I have a vision. I lost my CEO, Jeff Morad. He went to the Diamondbacks. I have an idea. And he sat me down and questioned me about three things, technology, hmm. venture, and people. Hmm. And when I look at your career, and even recently seeing the announcement uh, with Elevate, I think about the importance in sports of those three things. How have you been able to accelerate and elevate those three things by utilizing obviously the Niners and its brand in Bug Light, but more importantly, Elevate to elevate the people surrounding what is probably the best franchise in America. Well, thank you for saying that. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing to be here uh, on the eve of a, a Super Bowl run here. Hopefully we put a six Lombardi trophy uh, in our case. I'm but jealous. Yeah, listen, <laughs> we it's taken a lot to get here. and. I tell my girls, there's a great quote I love. It's like the, the dream is free, the hustle is sold separately. Um, and you know, when I got into this business, I honestly had no idea what I really wanted to do. I just loved sports growing up. Um, my father told me there was a telemarketing job for the Philadelphia 76ers making six bucks out of the basement of the Spectrum. And I sold my first ticket, it was a Philadelphia Wings, and I was hooked. And ever since then, it's been all about the people. And then luckily enough, I've been able to work for some big brands at the same time. But first and foremost, it's the people that I went to work for that took really good care of me. And yeah, I did my part along the way and had some success, but I've had some tremendous mentors in my life. And then my time with the 49ers has just been unbelievable. I've been there since 2010 in three different capacities. I got there first as a part of another agency. In 2014, I became the CEO. In 2015, I became the president. And to see what we've achieved over those first 10 years at Levi Stadium is unprecedented. And it's a testament to the 400 plus people that we have at that organization, both on the field and off the field. 
Um, and then at Elevate, you know, that organization is now approaching another 400 people. So call it 800 people in my ecosystem. It's a lot of fun, man. Seeing those emails come through yesterday from all over the world, um, from people reaching out about potentially working together. And now knowing that I think Elevate works in 30 plus cities, um, four continents. I mean, it's just kind of nutty. Uh, so to have it all come together around Vegas is fun. And your latest announcement as well reconciles technology venture and people understanding how to empower others to empower others, meaning being selective of finding the best leaders, the best intelligent followers and finding them the best places where they can have the most impact and utilizing executive search and placement is an area that people don't realize can actually help facilitate changing our world. How important was that announcement yesterday with the executive search firm that Elevate now is participating and empowering with? It's so great. So Elevate operated, and I think in two distinct spaces before yesterday, we operated in the sports entertainment system or ecosystem, and then in the brand side, we do a lot of brand consulting work. Now we operate on the talent side and the search business. And Dave, what I would say to you is, this has always been a dream of mine. I have a lot of cool things in my office. If I was sitting in my office behind me, you'd see all kinds of tchotchkes, right? Sign balls, <laughs> books. The, my, the, the favorite item I have, my most favorite item in there is actually a football. And it has all the names for the people that ever worked for me that are VP and above in the industry. And again, for me, it's all been about the people that have literally lifted me up and those who I hope to lift up. And now I actually get to do it as a business. We get to place people in great jobs, help the sports teams or the brands or whatever company it may be succeed in life. And look, the world, life is too short. The world is really small. I want to be around people that inspire me, that lift me up, that push me, that motivate me. This morning I was with Chewy, my, my security team, and a guy named Sean Doss playing basketball. We're doing shots on foul shots. However many you miss, you got to run so you're accountable <laughs> to your next partner. I mean, it's it's what life is about. And luckily now I get to do it as a father, which is literally awesome. Uh, as you mentioned, I have 14, 13, 11-year-old girls who all love the sports. Um, and so for, like, Elevate Talent, it's awesome. The company that we bought called SRI, now Elevate Talent, we've done 1,200 searches in just the last five years. 60% of those searches have been C-suite and above 50% of those placements have been diverse candidates. So this is just a great company in that we're now putting into the Elevate ecosystem. And I hope that we're able to help, frankly, people like myself when I was 21 years old, getting into industries, looking for the next big thing. You know, it's interesting, not that you can change the logo that you have, but when I think about people that are hugely successful, it's about knowing your who. And there's a lot of people, I'm not sure we can do it anymore, that started off by selling tickets and moving their way up. And, you know, the Russ Silvers and Nick Bakers and other kids oh, yeah. that I've yep. uh, mentored and the Jim Heathiers at Hyperize. The list goes on and on. My biggest and most proudest honor is to see the success of others, the Jake Reynolds yep. of the world, that somehow they exaggerate how much you've helped them, which is terrific for my career. But in the essence of what we do and I learned from Lee Steinberg was I always have a hand up knowing my who, who can help me get to where I want to be. And the best people are the people that sit in the situation or position I want to be in and ask them for directions. Then I don't have to pay the dummy tax. <laughs> yep. And I paid a lot of it. Everybody knows at least a hundred million dollars of it. And then the more importantly, what a lot of people, when they get to this level, they forget to pull up a chair next to them. And so the fastest way to get 
to where you want to be is to find someone that's already there, but also help someone else get to where they want to be. And it seems to me, whether it's the Niners organization, even before you got there, or Elevate, that this logo of one hand up, trying to reach out for help, but also then pulling others up with me, and even the name Elevate uh, is aligned with that. How important is it not only to help people, because as you look through your resume and dossier, you help everyone, but do you still reach up and find people in that situation? Because asking for help seems, as we get to where the air is thin, yep. one of the more difficult things to do. There's no doubt about it. My cousin sent me something cool. Um, he sent me a street sign from, the, from where I grew up and said, never forget where you came from. And Look, I pinch myself every day. I think I was the youngest team president in the NFL history. You know, I was not a family member. You know, I come from a small town in New Jersey, right? My father was a truck driver. My mother was an administrator. Like, I got here on the shoulders of other people. And sitting here now wearing this logo, this oval on my chest with the 49ers, I stand on the shoulders of giants who came before me. It's not lost on me that we represent everything about what that team is about. And what I love on the team side is, of course, we're all striving to do something, win a goal, you know, get a Lombardi trophy. Um, but it's not just about that, right? If it was only about that, we will not have done our jobs. Um, and on the Elevate front, you're right. Like, what I love about my Elevate job is I am inspired and I learn every single day from people doing wonderful things around the globe. And the truth of the matter is, yeah, I think I'm close to a subject matter expert in North America Pro 5 sports. But now, you know, we represent 100 different colleges. We represent clients all over the globe. I'm learning every single day. Every email that comes in my inbox from a brand consulting client, like a PG&E, to a talent search for a Premier League club, or a gaming system, or Warner Brothers Discovery. Like, the reality is, some of these things I'm doing for my first time. I'm learning them as I go. And I, I thirst all, off that. You know, I live to work. Uh, I love what I do every single day. There's a great person, I know you've had him on, Scott O'Neill, one of my great mentors, former board member, now CEO of Merlin. He wrote a great book, Be Where Your Feet Are. And there's a thing he said to me was like, if I'm putting my feet down, I'm sprinting to work, and then I work a hard day, and I put my feet down, I'm sprinting to whatever I got at home, then life's good. And I'm doing both of those things right now. I'm sprinting to my jobs, and I'm sprinting home to, to my family and my kids. So life is, life is pretty good. And I hope that for everyone else. But the reality is, this is a tough world we're living in. Uh, and so I do think the hand up or sometimes the hand out, uh, you got to be there for people when they need it. And learning from others is important. One of the things that I admire about you as well is a superpower of mine is just plain consistency. <laughs> I was joking earlier that, you know, somehow I played college football, although I used to say I was an average division three college football player. Unfortunately, I had my college football coach on an interview and he publicly said, Dave, let's be real, you're a below average college football player, but I was okay with that because the idea of being consistent has helped me more than anything else. And it seems to be a common thread of all the 4,300 interviews that I've given to modern day Napoleon Hill, which was something I wanted to do and use technology to do it. And I didn't need Carnegie's money to do it either, which was awesome. For you, how important is it as you look at the greatest franchise with these players that somehow, you know, Mr. Irrelevant was started by Lee Steinberg. <laughs> yeah. Most people don't know. We That's put true. on the first parade and it was, hey, you get to be represented by us if you're the last pick in the draft. And that was like an honor. And here you may have the MVP in the league and the Super Bowl uh, on our hands. 
because of his consistency. Yeah, but also, look, his guts and his willingness to knock down a door and not care about, you know, where he got picked, right? He didn't let where he got picked define his work ethic or his career, you know. And, and I, there's, of course, a great quarterback we all know in Tom Brady of where he got picked and the chip that he used that he had on his shoulder. But I would argue, and I know he said it, he had that chip beforehand. And when, when we got Brock – you know, Kyle has said this, and he came into the huddle as a, you know, last pick in the draft, but he didn't see it on the field. And when he got his opportunity, he kicked that door down. And that's all we can ask for, right, in life, is someone to give us an opportunity. We just talked about it a little bit. I got my opportunity, and when I got it, I kicked it down. And there, at times in life, I have had focused on the wrong things, maybe focus on title, maybe focus on money. And the reality now is, like, I want to work with good people four great people doing things I love. And if I do those things, then generally speaking, like, you know, I'm pretty happy. But I tell my girls all the time, like, you only get so many chances in life. Like, you got to knock down those doors when you get them. And the reality is you're not always going to be perfect, right? You can strive for some perfection, right? But you're not going to be perfect. But if you go at it with the right, the things that you control, right, your attitude, your effort, your energy, if you do those things at high levels, and you do them on a consistent basis, life's gonna work out pretty well for you. And I feel like I've done that. And you have, and one of my favorite lines and quotes is, the simple things to do are unfortunately simple not to do. And I <laughs> apply, apply it to gratitude because I teach people simply to say thank you, to find light, love, and lessons in the struggles, pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes. And it sounds simple, and so does, for my daughters, You know, do your best, learn lessons, and have fun. But there seems to be, an energy gap with employees and our children that I'm worried about. And it's between letting them be confident in who they are, their essence, their skills, their knowledge and their desire compared to, especially amplified by social media, this is what I want people to think I am. And it goes both ways. And there's a huge energy gap that wasn't as prevalent when we were limited into a social silo of a few hundred people maybe, sometimes lucky enough to be a few thousand. Yep. Now, my 13-year-old son has a 1,000 or 2,000 followers, and he's worried about how many likes and what they think he is, and he's putting on an, a, a facade. Yep. How do we help our employees, especially, obviously our children can follow, but our employees say, it's okay. I, I love I, I love that you said that. I tell people this. I do think you got to look at it through this lens for the younger um, employers, right? People could say, ah, oh, these kids are entitled or this or that. In my opinion, the reality is these children are growing up at, uh, much harder than we had it. Um, the social anxieties, the fears, the pressures. You know, when I was growing up, I didn't know that I didn't get invited to a party. I didn't see it on Snapchat <laughs> right. where all my friends That's were, right? That's a great right? point. I didn't see on Instagram where all my friends are going to their colleges before I got my acceptance letter, right? Like the reality is I only knew what was in my circle. And now the world has shrunk and there's a lot of great in that. There's also a lot of pain and fear in that. And my daughters are going through that now. And so I talk to them a lot. I, I love sports analogies, as of course you do. Kyle Shannon's this great saying on the wall. It says, win, what's important now? And I tell my daughters like, Focus on the little things, right? Yeah, you, at some point you're gonna have a big vision, you're gonna have a big goal, and maybe that's to go to college, maybe that for my oldest is to play basketball. But the reality is like, if you're not doing what's important today, 
it doesn't matter what that big goal is, right? So, you know, focus on the small things. And so, you know, these are the cliches, right? Win the day. Well, what is winning the day? You know, what do you want to do in the first quarter, the first semester? What goals do you want to have? What, you know, what do you want to achieve? And maybe it's honor roll or maybe it's making a team or maybe it's doing this. And I try to do that myself because if not, the world can just get so heavy. It can really get heavy. Um, and, and the older you get and the more busier you get, there's more things that you could focus your time on. And so for me, I try to focus on what's important now. And what's important for now, for me, today, is our staff is happy. They're enjoying themselves because they work their tails to get here. That our partners are thrilled at the value proposition that we provided them and the team that we put on the field. That our community is positively impacted by all the things that team are done. Right? And that we then go win on the field. Now, all those things aren't easy and you're gonna have setbacks, but focus on what's important now, I think for kids today, versus what's important in the future, will hopefully set their mind at a little bit of ease. But let's, as parents and as older people, not fall into the trap of saying, well, when I was this, or when I was that. Embrace what they are today, understand where they're coming from, have some empathy in that, and actually get to a place where you can try and help them in what they're actually dealing with on a daily basis versus telling them to suck it up. That's not always the answer. That used to be my answer. I've hopefully grown from now. I don't just say suck it up. I try to learn exactly what they're going through so I can be supportive. Well, when I think of the Niners beyond jealousy uh, and I think of Elevate, but also when I think of Al Guido, I think of these five things. They know what they want in a divine direction. They know who they could help and who can help them. They know how to get it done by being consistent and persistent. They prioritize what's important. And most importantly, they're not in search of their why, they apply it every day, an inspired, intelligent, intuitive approach to being the best that they can be. They must be what they can be. And thank you, Al Guido, for being that leader of the Niners and Elevate. You gotta follow them. You don't have to root for the Niners. I will tell you just as we finish up the playbook, one of the things that showed me how much of a success the Niners are is it's the only time I've ever seen fans in the NFC Championship game literally tell me, well, we've won so many times, I really wouldn't be that upset if the Lions went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? That's how good you guys are? You wouldn't be that. I would like kill myself if the Chargers lost Yeah, I'm not sure I was here. saying that. I know you won, but <laughs> yeah. some of your fans are that classy and cool. So. Thank you, Al Guido. Please come back anytime. You are a legend in the making, that's for sure. You're not old enough to be a legend yet. And when you are, you'll feel bad when they call you one. This is David Meltzer at The Incredible Win. It's my favorite place in all of Las Vegas. Looking over the gorgeous golf course, if you haven't paid it, played it. I should say pay it, because mortgage your house to play it. But uh, more importantly, uh, don't ask me to pay. Here we go. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, Al. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs, The Playbook.